Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicularist. Let's start by saying that there will be spoilers. Now that might be a lie. How about that? Lying to start off a podcast. Not very nice. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, pass it on, motherfucker. No, that's not what I normally say. What I normally say is perhaps pass it on to a friend because that is how podcasts grow and flourish and become things, things. Without further ado, I'm going to push a button. We're going to try to stay to the timer today. I know I always say that and quite often am lying. Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Keanu's Cutie Kitten Cult. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, holy hell. Holy hell, did I hear a lot of people on podcasts talking about this movie, so I decided to watch it. Segway, that was. Uh, Yeah, so uh, it's a documentary available for your viewing pleasure on Netflix, uh, seriously, it must have been like four or five people on podcasts just randomly talking about movies, as you do sometimes on podcasts. Hey, this is just further evidence of that, I guess. Uh, and this movie came up. So, because I like a good doc, because I like docs revolving around fucked up religious stuff, uh, I thought, hey, this is perfect. Uh, I watched it with the missus, actually. She had uh, seen bits and pieces of this, uh, like the latter half, I think she said, uh, and was willing to rewatch, which is not something I appreciate of her, but not a trait that I have myself. Like, uh, I, I can't watch half a movie. It would drive me insane. And I can't rewatch after having just watched. Uh, I need a long period in between. But that is how I roll. How the people in this movie roll is fucking insane culty religion mind uh meldy brainwashy badness disguised as crazy for the sake of crazy but deep down it's the sort of thing that scares me about human beings uh, particularly human beings of the religious variety that they can turn off parts of their brain i i think is a way that i always sort of phrase it the the reasonable logical parts of your brain and have them do amazingly incredibly things that normal human beings wouldn't do uh let me read the imda maybe that'll give us a bit of insight but probably not 
an inside look at the West Hollywood cult formed by a charismatic teacher in the 1980s that eventually imploded. Um, didn't so much implode in any sort of uh, explosive way. Uh, more just sort of the members of the cult kind of realized. It's almost like they were in a daze and sort of shook it off and realized what they had been doing. Um, and then said, hey, enough is enough. We're not following this crazy guy. Uh, yeah, let's hope more cults and religions follow their example. Oh, boy. I'm <laughs> getting really uh, anti-religion there. But that'll happen. That will happen. Uh, next is Captain America, colon, Civil War. After watching this, I realized maybe I didn't see Winter Soldier. I don't know. If I did, I don't remember the guy with the metal arm. So, may have seen it, and it just wasn't memorable enough. Captain America, as a sort of general rule, is not my favorite in terms of superhero movies. Uh, that being said, really, really enjoyed this one. Uh, probably rating-wise... Oh, last movie. Didn't give a rating. Wow, almost forgot. Uh, last movie, probably go 4 out of 5, despite the fact that it obviously angers me. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to be angry, I guess. Uh, Captain America Civil War, I'd go 4 or 5 out of 5 for certain parts. Uh, very much enjoyed it. It was a little lighter in some regards, specifically uh, with the sort of Ant-Man and Spider-Man in the mix. That sort of lightened the mood a bit, which I appreciate. When it's superheroes, people with superpowers... And you are 100% serious 100% of the time. Come on, that's that's ridiculous. Let's uh, let's lighten the mood a bit. Like your uh, Deadpool's, if you will. Uh, yeah, what was I saying? Captain America, not my favorite, but they jam-packed this movie with so much other... Like, I don't even know why this is really necessarily a Captain America movie. Uh, he had, plays, a, I guess, a major role, but so does Iron Man. Probably, you know, and I wonder who has more screen time, Iron Man or Captain America in this movie. I bet you it's pretty goddamn close. Uh, yeah, uh, I like to see good guys fighting one another. That's uh, always one of my favorite superhero tropes. Okay, next moving on to Keanu, or Keanu, if you prefer. Uh, Keanu is the titular kitten in this movie, starring uh, the guys from, oh, what the hell are they from? Uh, for Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key, you know them from a show that I spoke of on this very podcast, a show called Key and Peele. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, let me just say, give you a little behind-the-scenes action there. I was stalling. Ah, fucking timer. I was stalling because I couldn't remember the name of the show, uh, the show that is called Key and Peele. Fucking idiot. Uh, you know what? If you're a long-time listener, if such a thing exists, you will know that I have the inability to remember names. Apparently, that inability also includes if the title of your show is your names. I can't remember it either. Anyways, Keanu. Uh, these two guys in a sort of a classic mix-em-up where they're uh, nerdy-ish guys, sort of a yuppie, uh, I, I don't know how you would describe them exactly, millennial maybe is a word you could throw in there, are mistakenly thought of as these super tough gangster guys. They sort of roll with it for insane reasons. Uh, the premise of this movie, you're going to need to suspend your disbelief a little bit, but if you can, 
uh, it was funny. Yeah, lots of lots of good laughs. I love these two guys. I've never seen anything they do that I haven't enjoyed, and this will be included. That being said, rating wise, I'd probably go closer to a three. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with my rating system, a three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. I don't know if I would ever really have a desire to watch this again. You never know. My my love of them might provoke that rewatching. Okay, uh, last. But not least, uh, Night Owls. Uh, this also available on Netflix, I think it was, I'm pretty sure. Uh, after Workaholic Kevin has a drunken one-night stand with the beautiful train wreck Madeline, he's horrified to discover that she's actually his boss's jilted ex-mistress. When she takes a bottle of sleeping pills, excuse me, uh, Kevin is forced to keep her awake. Or else she'll, like, die from a coma or whatever. Uh, and over the course of the night, the two begin to fall for each other. Uh, an interesting idea. This The reason I chose to watch this movie be, was because it was uh, Sunday. This, very highly, fits into the Sunday movie category. I like a, a sort of a dark uh, comedy. No, I would, there's funny parts in this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I wouldn't call it a dark comedy. It's just like a dark movie. Yeah, just, just period. Uh, Rating-wise, I'll go solid 4, maybe even a 5 out of 5. Very much enjoyed it. These two, uh, the girl in particular, I recognize the guy. What the? What is he from? And what is his name? Uh, Adam Pally. Oh, yeah. So he's been in tons of things. The girl I don't think I've ever seen before. Super, super hot. Uh, great actress, Rosa Salazar. Ooh, I like that name, too. So I give her name a 5 out of 5. Today's television talk sponsor is African American Smith. The African American Smith. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, so we're talking a show that I don't think I've brought back before. 90 some odd percent sure. It is called Forged in Fire. Ooh, exciting. It is uh, what you would probably categorize as a uh, reality TV game show sort of thing. <laughs> you might have a better classification and probably wouldn't use the word thing. I would hope. Uh, what it is, is, that's the old double is there, is third. Fuck, whenever I mention that I say is twice in a row, it just turns into an is fest. Uh, what it is, is a show in which uh, dudes, four of them, and sometimes ladies, but not very often, uh, will come on and show their blacksmithing prowess. Interesting. Somehow, some way, uh, to be honest with you, I have no idea how, the missus was the one who found this show, uh, PVR'd it. I uh, should mention at this point that I have mentioned before, uh, I've cut the cord Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. I pay for cable in the sense that the missus has cable and we split the bill. Uh, but I don't actually have a cable box of my own or really watch any cable of my own. The only time I watch actual cable is uh, with her. Uh, things like this that she PVRs for some strange reason. I think it's because she likes manly men with beards. That's sort of my assumption. 
Um, it's one of those shows where apparently, and I wouldn't have thought this going in, uh, a couple can watch and sort of have fun along the way, make fun of things. You know, uh, reality, that's kind of what reality shows are good for, I find. Uh, you know what, let's go rating-wise. Uh, I very much like this show. I'd probably go a solid 4 out of 5, maybe 3 out of 5. The thing about shows that the missus and I watch like this, in this sort of vein is I don't think I would... Yeah, I kind of don't think if I was just by myself watching television, such as it is, I would stumble upon this and just sit and watch it myself, by myself. But uh, it's hard to find a show that a couple can watch together, and uh, this fits well into that. You're sort of cooking shows, you're... Uh, middle of the road, not necessarily super geared towards a certain type of person show like this. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm putting it down, but it is very well done. Uh, so it's sort of broken up into three parts. Uh, the first part, four guys come in, they give them various medals. Uh, sometimes it's just a chunk of metal, sometimes they sort of work little tests into it to make it a little more interesting. Uh, you then have to turn that piece of metal into a blade of some sort. Um, the look at the blades you made, uh, this, this show must take a long time to film compared to other shows because they have like three, four hours to make the blade part. Uh, and then they'll kick one of the guys out, whoever made the shittiest blade, basically. Uh, the next stage will be putting a handle on the blade, uh, that combined with testing of the blades. So, uh, oh yeah, while they do the handle part, uh, whoever comes back with the quote-unquote finished blade that looks not so good, again, the shittiest, no, is that how it works? No, 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 they all do the, they all go to the testing, okay, yeah, sorry, so they all go to the testing, uh, the testing usually involves two tests, uh, one of them chopping fish quite often, uh, chopping, uh, it's not always the same test, uh, chopping rope, stabbing, uh, drums, uh, trying to cut giant nails in half, there's a wide variety of tests, again, the shittiest guy is gone, uh, then it gets cool. Uh, something that probably doesn't happen into in re- reality shows very often, and that is the two people left standing sort of go home. They go to their quote-unquote home forges, uh, where they'll have their sort of home field advantage. Uh, they're given something sort of really cool to make, like a, a battle axe or a scimitar, or it c- could be any sort of giant weapon. Uh, and then they have five days to make it and come back and test it again. And uh, the winner of those tests is your Forged and Fire Champion. Folks, it's as simple as that. Uh, Good show. Would recommend to a friend who likes cutting shit. Cut it out. You might say, if you're on Full House. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Today's book banter sponsor is your. Uh, sorry, well, I almost read the book and not the sponsor. World of Craft Wars Build a Bear Army Workshop sponsorship. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, so the book is You're Never Weird on the Internet, almost, 
by Felicia Day. Uh, Felicia Day has, in one form or the other, been mentioned on this podcast innumerable times, probably most likely in a internet intercourse segment, uh, because she is, as the title of her book indicates, big on the interwebs. I hope you know who she is, because she's a goddamn delight. A delight! Uh, I miss her uh, vlog probably more than anything. That was uh, that was one of my favorites. So, when I saw she had a book, although it's been out for a little while, uh, when I realized I had a copy of it, uh-huh, uh, I decided to finally read it. And boy, howdy, and am I glad I did. Um, I Probably, if you follow along, you will see that I read almost zero nonfiction. Uh, the nonfiction that I do read comes in the form, usually, of biographies, autobiographies. Uh, usually, I enjoy them. Uh, this may be... I'll definitely go top three of the autobiographies I read. Keep in mind, Felicia Day is, like, my age, I think. She's got to be, like, 30-something. So, <laughs> to be able to fill that much of a book uh, and have me uh, enthralled and probably laughing more, uh, I think, than any autobiography I've ever read. She's super funny, super witty. Just love her, basically. Basically, I'm in love with her. Okay, I, I think the truth has come out. Uh, if you are familiar with my nerd cane, and I hope you are, uh, you will know that uh, it has been signed by 50-ish uh, nerdy celebrities. Uh, I have a sort of uh, bucket list of people who I would most like to sign it. Uh, definitely, again, in the top three would be Felicia Day. So that uh, sort of well illustrates uh, how much I care for her. Uh, the book focuses a lot on her sort of nerdy personality and how it has affected her through her life. Uh, I think maybe, and maybe it's a sort of, a, I don't think selfish is the right word, but uh, egotistical, yeah, maybe egotistical that... Uh, the reason I like this book so much is because I see so many parallels between how her personality has affected her life and how my personality has affected mine. Like so many times she would say things that happened to her or feelings that she had or situations she was in. And I would be like, Jesus Christ, that exact same thing happened to me. Jesus Christ, I've had that same feeling so many times I can't even goddamn count it. Uh, yeah, so seemingly... I'm a, a petite redhead famous on the internet. Uh, I am none of those things, <laughs> but uh, but seemingly a lot in common. Uh, if you like a biography, uh, I think you will easily do as I will do, and that is give this book a 5 out of 5. Uh, I, just since we're on the subject of Nerd Kane, uh, maybe I'll save that for... I don't have time. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, okay, so on the subject of Nerd Kane... Uh, what you could do is Google Nerd Cane Adventures and see what I'm talking about. Or um, you can also go on uh, The Chive, you know that site, which uh, recently contacted me, one of the editors over at The Chive, and wanted to uh, devote an entire post to Nerd Cane. So, Jesus Christ, well, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I, I checked it yesterday, uh, it was from the day before, something like 2,000 people have looked at it, 
I got a bunch of new uh, likes on the Facebook page for Nerd Kane. Really, an exciting thing. Uh, they, as you can imagine, if you're if you know of the chive, focused a little more on the uh, sexy girl aspect of it. <laughs> now that is by mo- no means all what Nerd Kane is about, but uh, you know it does suit the chive. So uh, a cool little situation. Uh, of being famous on the internet. Hey, look at that. Tied it all together like I knew what I was doing, but I don't. Uh, today's game been sponsor is Mind Flare, which is the newest drug to hit the streets of Baldur's Gate. Mind Flare. Look out. Okay, uh, so uh, if you listened to last game, Gavin, you know uh, it was my, I sort of spoke of my first official foray into Dungeons and Dragons, which was pretty fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, we did our first uh, meet up with all the guys uh, there is one dm and the uh, four of us playing so that's sort of the perfect amount i think uh, we leveled up for the first time which is fun uh, something we decided which uh, we sort of voted on it but uh, as soon as i heard this was an option i immediately said yes 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 uh, and that is every time we meet we are going to be leveled up uh, genius of that, I think, and thank you to Alex the DM for coming up with this idea, is that we can come having uh, leveled up, uh, redone our uh, sheets, uh, picked all our spells, and sort of have everything in place so that we can spend more time gaming, which is why we are there. Yes. So we're not just sort of sitting in silence and doing math and figuring shit out and stuff like that. So, uh, good idea. That was a cool process. Uh, in itself, I spent friggin' uh, the Sunday after playing, like, almost all morning, figuring out what I wanted to do, what feat I wanted to take. Uh, because I'm a bard, as mentioned, I uh, got to go to bard school, since we're now at level 3, so that went hand-in-hand hand with a, choosing a whole bunch of shit. Uh, I filled out all my notes. Uh, I've been put in charge of doing the recaps of every episode, which I have had uh, some great delight in. If you've ever listened to any episodes where I've read things I have written, uh, maybe I will uh, use a game gabin to read some of the recaps because they're kind of funny, I think. I tried to make them funny, so hopefully they are funny. Uh, all in all, just a, a great time so far. Uh, we're taking, a, have to take a few weeks off, a combination of DM being busy, uh, Thanksgiving, oh, now you know when this is being recorded, uh, it's not Thanksgiving, it's around then. A- anyways, you don't need to know that. Pretend I didn't say anything. Uh, so, uh, next time we'll be back and we'll all be level three. So, uh, that's cool. And, uh, the DM, Alex, has uh, promised us an exciting campaign. So far it's been, uh, been a great time. Uh, we've fought, we've solved things, we've, we've dungeons and dragoned, basically. Okay, uh, since we have a little more time, I wanted to slip in that I did finish the Fallout uh, Nuka-Cola, which I think I mentioned, uh, but also moved into the Workshop DLC, uh, which I had fun, 
uh, it was an interesting sort of setting up of a vault, basically. Uh, my one sort of disappointment is I thought that this DLC came with the ability to basically make vaults, which they give you a giant area underground where you can make shit, but the tools that you're using to make it sort of comprise all, all basically all the same stuff that you had uh, outside of the vault. Uh, I thought maybe there would be corridors and you could really do it up cool, but uh, it, it kind of felt like you just have what you had before, uh, except now you're underground. So uh, I didn't really explore it any further. I almost felt like my DLC was broken, like I should have had much more things to build with. Did anyone else have that feeling? Uh, so, uh, I guess that's it, probably, for Fallout 4. Uh, that was the last planned DLC, I do believe. Uh, there's always the potential that I will go back, revisit. I am sort of halfway done my second, or is it third, playthrough. So, I've sort of left that sitting at a point where I can revisit it. But, uh, probably my thought is, because I have Fallout 3 set up with mods to go from the very beginning... My next uh, Fallout experience will be to revisit Fallout 3 with mods. Uh, I'm not going to do that anytime soon. Oh, uh, sort of on that note, speaking of just sort of future game gabbins, uh, for the next little while, uh, going to be pretty exciting for me anyway, and hopefully for you. I'm uh, going to be doing one of my favorite legendary, it's not legendary, I don't know why I said that, uh, PS4 cleanups, as you know. Uh, I have a PlayStation account, um, you get free game or games, plural, every month. I sort of let them build up, uh, and then every once in a while I'll uh, turn on the old PS4, because to be honest, I've sort of turned into a PC gamer somehow, it happened, I don't know. Uh, and then I'll clean up all the PS4 and we'll bring them back here and talk about them. Usually there's a whole bunch, and uh, that'll be fun for me, and maybe for you, but I don't care. Go fuck yourself. I'm just joking. I love you. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Xenu Crazy Pills. Thank you for that. Okay, uh, first item up for bids is the Hound Tall discussion series, which I have spoken of here before with host Moshi Kasher. Uh, it is a podcast that has uh, one smart dude and then a bunch of, well, equally smart people, but usually of the comedic variety, uh, sit down in front of a live audience and discuss a topic. The topic in question in this most recent episode is Scientology. So uh, I thought I'd sort of create a link here, if you will, and not a Zelda. Oh boy. Uh, between uh, Holy Hell and Scientology because they are, to me, virtually identical. In fact, some of the tenets of the Holy Hell cult... Uh, are <laughs> make more sense than some of the beliefs of Scientology. Uh, and yet Scientology, very, very popular, which is mind-boggling and pains me on some levels that that is a fact. Okay, you know what? Uh, today's going well. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a good day. This podcast, I feel like, is 
coming out good, which is a feeling I almost never have. So let's not dwell on uh, how horrible Scientology and its ilk are to the world. Rather, let's just say that this is a fascinating podcast. Uh, I laughed. Uh, parts of my brain cried. <laughs> Uh, and I would recommend it to anyone interested in the subject. Uh, and let's leave it at that and move on to a TED Talk title, TED Talk title, TED Talk title. That's fun to say. Say it to yourself, please. Uh, bring on the female superheroes. Shit, I didn't write down the guy's name who did the talk. He had a young daughter. He and his daughter uh, were self-proclaimed nerds and were upset about the lack of uh, superheroines, uh, which I am as well. Uh, let me tell you why from sort of my point of view. Uh, this sort of goes hand in hand with video games as well. I uh, spoke a long while ago about uh, Anita Sarkeesian before that sort of exploded into Gamergate and all that shit. Uh, about my desire for video games and nerdy shit like superheroes to... Uh, hopefully you can't hear the construction going on outside of my house. Oh, boy. Uh, what was I? See, now I'm distracted. Uh, my, my desire that more things of this nature were focused towards uh, not necessarily women, but young women. Because uh, the more young women we have who are nerdy... I think the better off as a species as a whole we will be. Uh, so his talk points out some of the sort of lack of that. Uh, and also that's the, the, this saddened me as well. I don't know why. It, I suppose it boils down to a money issue maybe. I, I, I don't know. He, he explained it better than I ever will. Uh, I just hope that you, uh, like me, become aware of the issue and it is an issue um there was a time not even too long ago before i watched that uh, anita circassian series of videos about uh, women and video games where uh, my brain never really thought about it which is kind of sad uh, but but once you do start thinking about it you notice it in other places uh the the, the lack of things that women would like in a video game um, meaning they won't play, meaning they're not able to explore an area that, at least of my life, brings me great joy. So, don't you want them to have joy? <sighs> Moving on to Hot Ones. Yeah. I uh, brought this back a couple of times. This one I wanted to bring in particular because it starred uh, Harley Mornstein of Epic Mealtime. So it was sort of a clash of YouTube food titans. I guess you could say. Uh, and it was great to see them sort of interact with one another. Uh, it's something I love of the internet that can happen. Sure, there's the dark aforementioned gamer gates and, and jerks and trolls and things of that nature. But then there's things like this. Two guys on YouTube with food-related shows. Now, uh, if it was network television, the potential for them to hate one another... Uh, to fight for ratings uh, it means maybe they would, you know, be dicks to one another. But no, they seemingly are going to be friends after this interaction, which uh, which I love. Uh, so let's leave that at that. See, since as you heard, we're out of time. Uh, okay, finally, I am caught up on episodes of the Adventure Zone. Yes, so good. Love these guys. 
Shit, you know what? Have I brought it back before? I assume I have. In one of my search for new podcast talks. Uh, it's uh, three brothers. It's three brothers, right? Uh, and a father playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, sort of a la uh, nerd poker a little bit. In that they're focusing more... Well, not more necessarily. On the storytelling and, and, and the laughs and the fun. Than the deep down rules. Which is how we play, actually. Dungeons and Dragons, I should say. Um... And really just a goddamn delight uh, to be caught up is that sense of, oh, shit. Uh, there was a time, a fairly long time, because there's a shit ton of episodes, where I knew that whenever I wanted to, I could just turn on a podcast, listen to some Adventure Zone, and I had it at my sort of beck and call. But now I have to wait, uh, and I think they only do one every two weeks, so that wait's going to be painful. Uh, I should mention at that point that I'm on the lookout for new Dungeons and Dragons uh, themed podcast guys playing that focus more on the comedy than on the playing is kind of what I think I lean towards so if you listening to this have any suggestions uh, please let me let me know uh, I've started uh, Drunks and Dragons uh, so far I'm not sold I'm only uh, I started from the beginning and I got two episodes in and I was gonna give up to be honest uh, but then I found that they had uh, abridged versions that sort of can get me caught up. Because like with any podcast, I know, <laughs> uh, they get better as they go along. Like, uh, if I listen to some of my pieces of shit way back in the day, they're probably way worse than the pieces of shit that you're listening to right now. <sighs> Special mention to the Magic Tavern Evil Mirror Universe episode. Folks! That'll leave the final thing to say, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Done and done. And I mean done. Done and done. <laughs> I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But... You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper